Are you like in like a basement or something or I'm in a basement? <laughs> just hiding away. I don't know, there's still some stuff in the basement. What basement? In here. Tell me about the stuff. What about it? Tell me about the stuff inside. podcast uh, this week for you we're going to take a little break away from the sports we're going to discuss some other stuff today we're going to talk about music and with me today i got a, a few talented musicians if you will speaking with me today so it's me and jordan as usual what up jordan what's going on i got willie beeman what's happening appreciate it g Wiz. what's going on Yo. And I got Titus Beats. Oh, good. How are you doing? I appreciate you guys taking out some time to be with us this evening. So we going to Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we going we going to jump right in, man. I you know, we we all have we all here have a love for music. But what influences you as far as music in general, but what also influenced you to get into the making of music. Let's kick it off with uh, G Wiz. Um, well, personally, my, my influences have always been, well, see, <clears throat> looking at when we, when we grew up, well, so, you know, the era that we grew up in, it was, it was the era of like soul beats. And then you had like the, Timbaland was on another level, but, uh, Kanye introduced uh, a different a different kind of thing where he was sampling tracks like full tracks and just making heat. So you know we were growing up around that time and those are really um, two of like my main um, influences. <clears throat> and what really kind of got me into making beats was of course uh, Willie Beeman because he he started it off. He was telling me about a program called Fruity Loops. I was like, Fruity Loops, man, sounds weird. But, you know, I was interested because <laughs> he, he was playing some stuff that he had made. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll keep it in mind. I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. So then he ended up getting reason. And he was like, man, you need to check this out. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. And it's just been, that's been it from there. So. You know, my story is kind of, kind of simple. That's what's up. That's what's up. You said you uh, were influenced by Willie Beeman, Beeman so let's highlight him. Uh, Willie Beeman. Uh, of course, we featured some of your tracks here on the podcast, and a big shout out to you for that. What is it? Yeah. What has influenced you uh, as far as uh, getting into the beat making? Uh, some artists that you kind of took a little something from as you developed your craft. 
it's it's funny because you know you uh, along the same lines of you know what what Wiz was saying you know the era we grew up in. You talking about Tim and the Neptunes? You remember that 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 time period, like the early two thousand, when they were going back and forth. But you didn't know who was, who was the best. You know, you had you know, Dre and then uh, before them and. Uh, you had a lot of soul samplers, and I, I really enjoyed that. I appreciated Timberland's ability to make music out of instruments that was wasn't necessarily instruments, but at the same time, you have other titans of music, like um, people who were proficient at making scores, like John Williams, who you know did things that some people don't pay attention to. But you know, John Williams has a hit list if you look at the stuff he created, you know, Jurassic Park, and you know. The Superman, you know, theme music and Star Wars and you know, Indiana Jones. This is, and then Danny Elfman who did the, um, the Simpsons intro and the 1989 Batman. But Star Wars. Uh, yeah, you know, you have you know all those those hits on that list. So it was stuff like that. It was the the fact that you can create something new, even though you you're using some of the same notes that have always been played. You can tell a new story with it, and it's funny when you know I started. You know, me and Wiz it was pretty much at the same time. You know, because he was a big supporter of, of all of that, uh, and that was also an influence too. Was the fact that you had somebody else who appreciated the craft, and you know, they, and he was he was always down for it. You know, he you know I could come to him, and, and, and he he could tell you how limited we were in resources then. We laugh about it now, but you know, you know, we used to joke about how how little space I had on my computer to make beats. Like, you know, to open up a, a, a file to, to play a track, I needed more space. I'm going to take my mattress out the room, some more RAM. So it was <laughs> it was tough, but you know, just that, just those influences of people who actually enjoyed the craft. Of course, you got Quincy in there. Of course, you got, you know, I love Curtis Mayfield. You know, Booty. And, James and all them people who played the percu- the percussion, the bass together, and they they made them marry each other on the track, you know, stuff like that. And then you can't forget melodies. It, you know, I don't want to go too far on it, but it's just it's a lot. The, the the music game has a lot of influences in there, but it is core. Just the, the ability to make something new was always the uh, the interesting part. Very detailed, Willie Beam. Yeah. yeah. Very detailed. Well explained. Uh, well explained. Uh, let's move on to Titus B. Uh, I mean, for me, um, kind of like these guys too. I'm, I'm coming up a little bit, a little bit later on, like after them a little bit, but it's still that uh, that Kanye influence, man. Kanye influenced multiple generations. Um, just of you know how he sampled and the way he sampled and what he listened to. Um, Timberland definitely um, is a big inspiration, man. But uh, two, just the fact of um, like even newer cats, like um, uh, people out of New York, um, a guy named Ilmai, he comes to he comes to mind, man. He's just somebody who uh, kind of eclectic, uh, making you know music from just you know like kind of like Willie was talking about, I man, listening to film scores, but. Uh, this dude was, you know, listening to old, you know, sci-fi, uh, you know, Star Wars. You got the, mm-hmm. even old, like, um, 
even thriller movies, like old scary movies, man. Just the <coughs> how to set a mood, you know, set a mood for music. You know, you think about a scary scene, what type of music is in that scene, or you think about um, a scene in a movie that's like more happy. You know how the the notes that you play. So just having the the ability to to affect somebody's mood um, by by making music that was one of the things that you know kind of got me into the hobby. It's just like man, I like listening to the music. You know, I like how it makes me feel, and I, I want to be able to you know put something together. And you have other people like feeling the same way. Like man, they happy or they upbeat, and you know being able to control that just off uh, off of music that you can make and this is without having any type of like you know any type of like i guess form we we'll, obviously i feel like none of us really have formal uh, music experience but it's all about um you know just how it makes you feel and how it makes other people feel and so that's what kind of got me into it um and definitely man those those people those inspirations just watching youtube videos man and just people making music it just looks so fun so that's why, you know, that's what kind of got me into it. So I, I got a, I got a tough question. You guys talked about your influences, and you know, sometimes those things play into how you create. But who would you actually say is, and it might be hard for you to narrow down. Who would you say would be your favorite producer or maker of music? Uh, well, let me chime in for a second. I, uh, for me. It would have to be Ninth Wonder. Uh, and I know that's not necessarily the most, well, I mean, he's known, he's definitely known, but you know what I mean? Like he's not a Kanye or, you know, uh, a well, he was before Kanye. <clears throat> he was before Kanye. And he's always, he's always been consistent um, mm-hmm. throughout the years. He, but he's, he was, he was doing Kanye soul before Kanye. Cause you remember he was with little brother and I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah, and that that actually that's what I was going to get to was that actually is one of my favorite uh, groups of all time is Little Brother because I was listening to them in high school and uh, I was going to piggyback off of what Jay and Greg and Marcus said because I kind of agree with uh, a little bit of each of their points when it comes to you know what really moves me when I hear a beat it needs to be soulful it needs to be something that uh, is just I need something that I can drive to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if I can't ride to something and there's no words, then I, I, I really can't feel it. Like, if you all have uh, heard that Boblo Boat song, like, even if J. Cole and Royce the Five Nine didn't rap on it, that's a beat that I could I could drive to just because of how soulful and how cold that, 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 that was made. You know, so those type of things uh, definitely have moved me to, to enjoy music, but I, I'm definitely going with Knife Wonder for me. Anybody else? Jamie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I, I chime in. Um, that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's 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 tough because you know, like me and Jay was saying, even Marcus, our influences are so many. I and I forgot. Jay reminded me. One of the first things I, I wanted to do before before I was even trying to make like hot beats was I wanted to make. Music, musical scores for, for films and <clears throat> I just fell in love with how music when played at the right time mm-hmm. at the right tone at mm-hmm. the right pace 
how it can change a mood yep. and and it can it can put you it could put you in a place where you're just like you're just it's just you know you're 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 trans i mean how you know what i'm saying you're taken to another mm-hmm. place yeah. Like mm-hmm. instead of instead of watching the movie, now you're in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Escape. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I one one movie I think about. <clears throat> it, it'll sound a little weird, <clears throat> but a movie that I think about that does that almost perfectly is a uh, like uh, Back to the Future. When you watch Back to the Future, you know, of, of course, you know the music when the when the titles come on. You you know that music. But all throughout the film, there was this certain thing, certain ways that he did it. Uh, and, that, and that was an Alan Silvestri um, scored movie. Certain ways that he did the music, you, you're transformed. It's not just, you know, it's because if it's not done right, you could take a person out of it also. Mm-hmm. And it's more difficult. I think it's more difficult when you're making beats uh, because you only have realistically you only have maybe 30 seconds to catch somebody's ear maybe less to really catch somebody's ear and say you know this is okay i'll dedicate my next three minutes or three and a half minutes to to listening to this and if you don't get it they'll just move on now going to to kind of jump in just a little bit i I don't want to go all over the place but i'll jump in on this real quick listen to what uh jordan is saying music I agree. Music does not always need an artist, but sometimes it does. Sometimes music is made for the artist to shine. And then there are mm-hmm. some beats that an artist is just, he's at the mercy of the beat. Like the beat is so cold. There's certain, mm-hmm. like you see that a lot with Timbaland. And Timbaland, when, when Timbaland does an album, you see it more so. Uh, when he did Justin Timberlake's album, uh, he, he couldn't make everything just you know just ridiculously cold he had to he had to make stuff to where the artist can kind of dictate you know where it's gonna go because Timbaland is one of them all-time greats he could do he's he's just a beast in my opinion he's he's a monster and he's he's changed himself over the years and and is still a beast along with somebody like well I can't say Swiss Beats is a beast but they kind of they they they, they, they have similarities in which they think about where they want the song to go, not just let me get this nice kick with this nice uh, snare with these hi-hats. Let me find something weird. Like it's just he's trying to he's trying to tell you a story and I can appreciate that. So when you say <clears throat> my favorite influence, that's difficult, man, because. John Williams, Alan Silvestri, uh, uh, Hans Zimmer Hans is Zimmer. a huge influence for me. Uh, we look at, and that's just, those are just, you know, a few from movies. I can't name them all. Those are just a few from movies, along with uh, uh, people like a early Kanye, uh, Ninth Wonder, Timbaland, um, just MF uh, Doom. Just Blaze, too. Just Blaze, yeah. They got a new cat, uh, K Trinata. I'm not sure. I don't know how familiar y'all with him. K Trinata, Beast. Um, Yeah, Selection, Joe K, Esther, Mr. Carmack. You know, I mean, it's just, dude. And every time I hear the new guys, I, I get inspired. Like, man, what would make them go that way? with that sample or what would make them play those chords right there with that kick? Why, why would they change up the tempo and the signature 
at the same time and switch. You know what I'm saying? It's just there's too many influences. I, I'm just that's what makes me fall in love with beat making every time I get back into it because it's just so so many different influences. And if you you open yourself up to it, man, you could really you don't know where it's gonna take you, but you know it's gonna take you somewhere that you never thought you'd go to. So I, you know, just you know, for me personally. It dwindled down to Ninth Wonder. The only reason why I can narrow it down to exactly Ninth Wonder, just for me, just speaking for me, is because when I was in high school, I was at a point where I was listening to everything. I was listening to, I thought Cameron and Joel Santana was cold. <laughs> a lot of people did. Great googly moogly. Cool beats, but at the same time, when I started getting into, when I, when I, I can't even remember who put me on the little brother, but when I first that, uh, the minstrel show because I didn't even hear about the one before that, the first one that they had mm-hmm. until later. But when I got into the minstrel show, that's what started influencing me, influencing me to appreciate hearing music and hearing sounds and the different instruments that are using the samples from old school songs and things of that nature. And it took me away from just listening to to gang rap or or, or just hardcore rap. Like I, I didn't know, I didn't like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's appreciate music even even on another level i think what greg said you know what, what, what we is you know eloquently broke down it's some i think some some producers it may be lost on them that the artist is also an instrument yeah so <laughs> you can't you know you can have a, a nice track but Certain tracks are not meant for you to be, you know, to, 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 to shop, to try to get somebody on them, so to speak, if that's what you're doing, because you may, you may have already filled the void that the artist could have been, you know, occupying. And, and you have to, you know, some producers have to look you at You didn't leave them any room. Yeah. You didn't leave them any room. You know, uh, uh, any artist, uh, you, know, if, you know, if I'm trying to do a song for Beyonce or whoever, I got to leave room for her to, to shine. My voice is still an instrument that needs track, and I can compliment it. And to go back to what he said again, which is a wonderful point. If you look at the top producers, the songs that they really do, uh, well, you know, fact checking me on this, but it seems as though that the real hot songs that are very well produced, they're not the highest um, in content or or quality as far as lyrics are concerned. Yeah. Because yeah. the track is doing it's what's driving the 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 the, the motion of me turning yes. the song up and turning on and turning up loud. I don't want to hear a well written song that I don't want to need I don't need to hear overproduced tracks because something's gotta yeah. get and you know you know what that I, I don't I don't I'm not trying to take the conversation in another direction but what kind of influenced that over the years is when they started changing uh, the speed of the hi-hats. It might sound small, <clears throat> but the tracks that you hear now with the changing of the speed of the hi-hat... Oh, uh, 182 is like 132 out of nowhere? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, di- yeah. it directs the song, and it leaves it to where all the artist has to do is follow the breadcrumbs. Uh-huh. It's, they, they, they're telling you exactly where they want to go. Everything is nursery rhyme now. Now, back... <clears throat> I'm not saying we didn't have artists like that back then when we was in high school, but Kanye wasn't trying to make no nursery rhyme, man. <laughs> like, that just wasn't what he was interested in. Timbaland, you go back and listen to some stuff Timbaland made, man. I was listening to him this week. 
he was he was making some stuff that you I, I was just like yo he he doesn't care where the song goes no he has he does he, not. he does not care where it goes he just wants you to feel it and sometimes mm-hmm. a lot, well a lot of times that that should be the goal but you know when you're trying to make songs you're trying to get on the radio that'll affect your how you making beats it's, it's like it's cookie cutter almost Mm-hmm. It's like I, I oh, oh, this song is hot. Okay, well, I know, I already know what they did already. I already know what they did on it. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. And then, and then, when you're making a track, I think too, what has to be considered is what's compatible, and not just you know, my my piano goes good with drums, and drums will go good with you know a bass, and this bass will go good with this tremolo, or this tremolo will go good with these strings. Certain songs are not dictated by some you know ready-made formula like you've seen a lot of people do you know a great track is like a great conversation full of people you just met even though they may not know each other but if they can speak on the same topic and they all get that point across then that's a beautiful discussion exactly but if if these instruments are clashing to any if there's a disagreement in any part of that track then there's no way you can get like jordan mentioned earlier you know you can't ride to that or like you all mentioned earlier, you can't be lost, or, or as Marcus mentioned, you can't escape when a track is all over the place. Because certain sounds or certain instruments or certain melodies or certain instruments are good independently. Mm-hmm. They may not mm-hmm. work well together. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I know Wiz know from back in the day and stuff, we were probably crying like, man, this has been cold, but I can't, I got to drop these drums. They don't even work with this. Yeah. You know, and... We probably got catalogs full of stuff. We like, oh, I would have did this, but I had to change it. And, you know, we, you know, you go back, but you, because you have to know, especially when you're starting off, you get so excited to, to make something that sounds like something, you don't want to throw it away or you don't want to change it because you just happy you got to that, that part. You know, man, I got I got some chords to work. Okay, I don't want to screw it up. Uh, how about I change the hopsy chord to, um, I don't know, um, but Viola. Now that's gonna throw it off. You know, you get a little nervous, but that's the fun of it too. Cause you're making a you making a child right now, and, and you dictate to how pretty your kid gonna be. <laughs> uh, Real nice word. I, I've never heard it like that, but <laughs> I, I, I I do I do kind of feel what you're saying because I when I met I remember well <clears throat> when I make music, sometimes the pitch of the hi hat is too low. So I got to turn it up just a little. Sometimes that drum is a little too dense. Mm-hmm. So I need to put a little air with it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just different. It's, it, you know it when you feel it. That, that, and that's the one thing I've always loved about music. I can, I can be, I can make anything. But for me to make something that speaks back to me, mm. that's the goal. When I feel it, I'm like, okay, other people gonna feel it. And you gotta be true, man. Music, music will check you. You need to be honest with yourself. Is this not even is this hot? Can you feel it? Mm-hmm. If you could if you could feel it, then you can sell it. You know what I'm saying? People, yeah. people gonna be like, okay, I got you. And then you just go yeah. from there. Ninth, ninth wonder, and the, the producers we talked about, ninth wonder is the type of guy you wouldn't even think it because ninth wonder, a lot of the stuff that he makes sounds not, I'm not saying they all sound the same, but they 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 sound similar just because they're coming from the same person. But yeah. you feel it, uh, and yeah. it ain't and ain't the it ain't the artist getting you there either. The artist, if the artist is cold, that just puts it over the top. This you like, yo, this is a classic. 
Right. So all that. Think all about uh, it. Oh, all that go ahead. And, and this, this can we can start off with Titus Beats on this. Do you ever look back at a beat that maybe you may have done two or three years ago, and you know that music is changing, and you say, okay, maybe I can do something with that now. And you go back into the catalog and you try to drop some maybe for for the ear of today's listener. Yeah, I uh, I do that. I do that a lot. Um, but uh, it, it sometimes it, it may not be like years ago. It may be man like six months ago because I had so many. Uh, somebody alluded to it earlier. You got unfinished a lot of unfinished beats, uh, just beats in the catalog that you're like, man, you tried to do something and you know it didn't kind of go where you wanted it. But then, but it was something with those sounds. It was some. It was a reason for you, you know, kind of starting it. And sometimes I'll go back, and then I'll just kind of deconstruct it and reconstruct it again, and just kind of. Sometimes I sample myself, like it was some mm-hmm. old, and maybe it was a section of it that I really like, and then I'm like, okay, well, people sampling now, and I find out some of the techniques, and I go back, I pull it out, I sample it, and then just kind of change it up and change, like put some chords on it or do something different. Um, I've done that a few times, just kind of re- remixing an old beat or just using like bones or like spare parts of an old beat, songs, uh, samples bouncing out just straight audio and just, you know, kind of sampling off of that. Uh, and then like one, and I got that technique, I was honestly from, um, from ill mind. I was talking about him earlier. Um, cat, man, he, that a, a lot of times him and this is other producer. Um, his name is lost on me right now, but, um, he, 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 he mind make God's plan, right? I don't mean to cut you off. Um, uh, Drake got, I think he had something to do with that. Yeah, he um but he, he made a few he made a few things. He made a few things for Drake, yeah. For Drake. But I I I thought most recently uh, cuz I've been seeing something. I thought he made God's plan. Well, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, nah, no problem. Um it was another producer. I can I can't really I cannot think of his name right now, but it's going to come to me, but he, that's all he would do is is go in um, make uh, melodies, make melodies, make melodies, bounce them out, and just storm. Make melodies, make melodies, bounce. Not even create a whole beat. He would do that mm-hmm. one week and then come back the next week. All of the melodies that he made, he would sample himself and now make beats out of them just for like a creator and his creative process. So I kind of like drew off of that, and I would go to old stuff. When I when I once I heard he did that, I was like, okay. So then I go to old songs that I made. Just take the melody out and make a new song out of it, taking it in a new direction. Um, maybe not necessarily. Mark, huh? you're not talking about Dilla, are you? No, nah, not Dilla. It's a newer guy. Um, okay. That it kind of kind of works in conjunction with uh, come not not in conjunction, but like coming up with uh, my he got in his beats now. Like you, if you hear if you hear um, in a rap song in the very beginning, it'll be like a. a a stat, it'll be like a um, a flat line. It'll be like flat line in, in the beginning of all his beats. And I can't think, um, I can't think what his name is. But that was, yeah, that was his process. And so that was something that, you know, I was like, man, that's cool. Um, and But definitely, you gotta, you gotta always refine yourself like that to stay current. And, you know, because, man, nowadays people are so 
man, that attention span, attention span is so short, man. You gotta, you gotta capture it. You gotta man, hold it. If you don't hold it, man, you you gonna you gonna lose listeners quick. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, I, I agree with Greg that, that assessment because in the first thirty seconds, if I, I can feel if it's going a certain way, and I'm gonna actually be able to feel it. Like, don't don't, don't get on the track and talk about some scoopity boop. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> Right. Okay. But let me say this about that. The lyrics were whack, but the 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 the, the, the track is cold. You can't deny. You can't deny that the track is cold. I don't know what he was thinking with the lyrics, but the beat's cold. The beat is Cut sick, Wes. The beat is sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to actually uh, finish out the whole song because I didn't even give it a chance. <laughs> but okay, so uh, Titus B spoke a little bit. He delved a little bit into the creative process. Uh, if you want to chime in a little more, you can. But uh, G Wiz and then Willie Beeman, uh, what's kind of your creative process? I don't know if you, how much you want to give away, but you know, you know, speak on as much as much as you like as to your creative process when you're putting together music. Well, I think I can speak for Jay when Jay just he's just going to lab. No, he don't even wear mittens. <laughs> he's going to lab. mittens. Cook it, cook it up, oven mitts. <laughs> Yeah, you know, stick his hands in there and just grab it and throw it on top of us. <laughs> I mean, he'll move, yeah, man. That, that, the, 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 and the interesting thing about, I, I'm going to speak on Jay because I, you know, speaking on myself, I think it's boring. But Jay, man, he'll take a sample, right? And it'll, it seems simple what he's doing, but it's really not because he's, he's giving, he's giving it so much thought before he, before he puts it all together. You know, he he really stops and thinks about, okay, how do I want this to sound? Where do where do I want this to go? And how fast do I want to get there? And it just seemed like everything he makes is just, dude, I feel it. Me personally, I feel like I, I struggle. Now, you know, just a little bit about myself. I make a melody, I make melodies about 90% of the time because I know that I have more than enough kicks, snares, hi-hats, whatever other percussions that I need to fill out the track. But the track is nothing without a melody. Melody gives me a direction. Then I can go from there. I never I never go back to old stuff and change it and try to make it new. Because everything I make is based off how I felt at the time. So if I don't feel that way, then I just make something new. That's just me though. Um, let me speak about Wiz then since he was, you know, wonderful enough to say such things, which, which I appreciate. I'm gonna just tell you this. It, it, Wiz is what they would call, you know what they say about Batman? When they say, does he have, if you give him prep time, he's a- They used to call him Crazy Joe? He's, oh. <laughs> Don't give don't give Wiz prep time is all I'm gonna say. Oh man, the love is everywhere. Don't give him prep time. If you if you go into a battle and you say okay we're gonna make a track tomorrow but we're gonna have have him ready by tomorrow, you've already given him a day too long. <laughs> don't don't do that because he one of the most dangerous things about him is that he started off deep. He probably wouldn't say this, but I would. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but he started off DJing. 
then started producing. And now he does it in tandem. You know, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous thing. And and I mean dangerous in the sense like that's it's a it's impressive when a person can do both. Because usually people can only coach the game really well, but not also play it really well. You know, that's a that's a different uh, animals. So to be twofold in that is uh, is, is remarkable. You can really you know, get the metaphor. Let's let's see. You so how do you make your your hotness then? Me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's step to the pterodactyl. How, how, how do how do you produce uh, <laughs> to the pterodactyl? You know honestly. <laughs> Some it, you you probably remember this from back in the day when we used to be just in a in the lab together. I, I was I was never a fan of trying to go drums first. Never a fan of percussion first. Mm-hmm. Off a beat. Granted, you would think that's ironic because that's the beat, so to speak. But you know, honestly, percussions to me are they, they are they are the brick and mortar to attract. But you can't, you know, you, you won't have a really stable one unless you have the blueprint right, and that's where your melody comes in. You you have to hit those, you, know, you hit them chords, something that because the melody is the part that's actually doing the talking. That's what's making, you know, a person. Uh, he's it's, that's what's transferring a person from one spot to another is the melody, the drums and the bass and the percussions. All they're doing is accentuate, they're accentuating their message, but they're not the message. You get what I'm saying? Like they're accentuating their feeling, but they're not the complete feeling. So tell the story first and the melody will usually tell that story. You know, usually when you hear a hot track, the drums and the bass just add to the feeling, but the core part of that is in the melody. And I, you know, it seems simple enough, but yeah, you start melody first. For me, it's always melody first. And then, in a transition too, you know, if I'm using the loop, if I'm sampling, and I use that loop for three bars, I got to switch it on the fourth. Something's got to switch on the fourth bar. I can't just sit there and ride a loop all day. And it depends, because sometimes you have a nasty loop that you <laughs> might just let ride. It's like, okay, I ain't, this ain't going to go no far, but further than, let me let it ride for about a minute or two. But for the most part, you making some. I mean, you all can tell me your process, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. But man, you, you got to switch it up because that's how the listener gets involved. He's like, oh, he switched it on the fourth. Oh, but he comes back. He he, he added you know a second pair of drums on the eighth bar, sixteen. That's all chords. Okay, okay, he bridged it out. All right, uh, you know you can tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, correct. How how are you selecting? How are you selecting your samples then? When you, because a lot of your stuff is sample, I say sample based. So how 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 did you select your sample? If you know you listen to the original of any song, it's a part in there that speaks mm-hmm. powerfully within that song, right? There's always a portion of a sample that had that had a, you know, it was accentuated. You know, uh, when uh, Kanye sampled, uh, forgive me for getting his name, but for Overnight Celebrity, the portion he sampled was the height or the climax, well, was one of the climaxes to that song. 
if you cut pieces of that and you collect gems like that, then you can play those climaxes as instruments. Parts that mm-hmm. say something, you collect them and then you play them on top of each other. Then you get to mow with them. And because if I'm cutting up a sample, I'm looking for what can what can I loop as a foundation to my sample, and then what can I come back with it with maybe with some vocals that'll just complement that portion of the loop. Because here's the thing. The sample pretty much did the work for you. If I'm sampling some drums or a bass line, not even a bass line, but a loop out of a song by, let's say, the Whispers or whatever, they've already measured out the tempo for that song for the other portions of that sample to likely be compatible with that loop. So all I need to do is cut it and then replace it. It reorganize the track on top of itself. So you talk about you talk about the sample, and, and there's an art to sampling. Um, just a question. Uh, do, do all of you sample in some form of fashion? Yes. I yes. do. I'm not the greatest at it. Right. Uh, I take my cue from Braxton and, and Kanye. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm I sample. Yay fan and, and Blaze. So is there is there a particular track or style of music that you actually might find difficult to sample? Mm. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna pop open a Kenny Chesney album, look for some loops, but <laughs> hey, you might be might find something. And that was my point. Man. You you could, you can't say, you know, you can you can tell yourself on paper that it won't work, but you you never know. I think uh, <clears throat> uh, Timberland Hootie sample, uh, Dolly Parton, a couple of Dolly Parton songs, man. Man, didn't even know it was her. Yeah. Dean Martin, Sinatra, them back in the day had some gems that had loops in them. You know. Yeah. I want to say some of the most difficult stuff nowadays is probably pop, but pop has kind of evolved into this uh, pop alternative where they have more open. They leave open space in the track for the artist to sing kind of get some levels on it to where, you know, maybe you can sample that, but for the most part, man, they just overproduce choruses, in my opinion, um, and it's difficult to sample those. I think, I think easier to say, one of the best things to sample are all because they, if it didn't have melody, it wasn't going out. If it didn't have melody, we ain't gonna spend time trying to make this track, because everything is a, is a, is a one track. Uh, we, we, <laughs> If we if somebody mess up on this song, we got to start it all the way over. So it's got it's got to have a melody, and it's it, you know what I'm saying. Like uh, those those were always for me personally when I heard like an old a good old funk or soul sample. I mean, it just got me excited because I'm just like I know it's something in here that I can use, and they always put bridges in. Always, always put yes. Bridges. And you get a nice bridge with a little bit of a man of a part in the song, and that man, dude, them horns is sitting on there, right? Oh <laughs> man, you 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 touching my soul right now. There's no greater feeling. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting too excited. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just, it's just like I'm pretty sure Marcus and, and Wiz can can attest to this. 
Is there a better feeling when you in the lab when you get a solid loop and you sometimes you just got you just sit there for about five minutes just letting the loop room just just in, just in let it run just like oh just let it run <laughs> oh my goodness this loop yeah, that's when you start getting nervous because you're like man I bet not mess this up exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta finish this off man power in your hands huh. <sighs> Cause then you, that can turn to something when you get real mad at yourself. Like, why would I get these drums are whack? Oh, I got started. Like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking with this man? Because he's back in the day. Oh God! Real quick, what I got a question for it? you guys. Uh, what, oh, go ahead. What what program outside of Fruity Loops do you all use? Because for a while, I know back when when everybody was still doing their single thing. I was trying to figure out what program you use. And I know you told me Fruity Loops, but what is the new one that you all use now? I use me. I, uh, me personally, I use Reason. I always have. It's probably some other programs out there that are uh, maybe a little bit easier to work with. Uh, there's Logic, there's Cubase. Uh, there's a Fruity Loops. Of course, Fruity Loops keeps getting better. But I've always used Reason just because it's it's you know I'm familiar with it. It's it's just what I'm used to. Does That's it provide you with all the different you know? Tunes and the no and, and and the sounds that you need, or do you have to find your own samples? It gives you, it gives you some sound banks. Gotcha. So you'll get you'll get a couple sound banks. Uh, you know, rather rather large. They have some bass sounds in there, some some loops, some different things. But uh, I have me personally, I have about um, three terabytes of just sounds. So wow! Oh my God, that's that's disgusting. God, I could never. Yeah, all type of. Do y'all realize what three terabytes of sounds is? I mean, no one has three terabytes of anything. Wow! I don't have three terabytes of my house. I think the Pentagon only got about two terabytes of from the. From the state, they ain't out here making heat like I'm trying to. Oh, man, man you out here got all kind of raid synapses and man, got a network of sounds, like literally. Dude, terabytes of sound. That's I'm surprised he even left the house because I've been so lost. Because I know he probably getting lost. In the right, house. I know he is. It's like a sanctuary. Like, how do you even catalog all that stuff? Like, how do you find it? Yes, the thing, too, Jordan. Spend time. I you gotta, you gotta dedicate time to just going through and seeing. Okay, and I mean, of course, once you find something, you just put in your favorites, and then you go back. Yeah, you know, you gotta find out what you got, and then of course you're gonna chop up some stuff for yourself too. You know, yeah. some some yeah. stuff that oh, you yeah. may like. So that just adds to it, and then next thing you know, I'm pretty sure everybody hit and made their own drums or collected their own drums off of something. Yeah. Oh, that's how we used to do it. You know how we used to go back and get Soundforge? You cut up some drums and, and store it. I still got Soundforge. That's the other program, too, you, you will want. You want something where you can cut up a, um, a sample. I mean, although nowadays you could do it in program. Yeah, I was going to say, I, mean, I just do it in Fruit Loops. Yeah. See, I like the pitch control in Soundforge because I can get the pitch where I want it. You know, I mean, I wanted, you know, fruit at the time, not Fruity Loops, but Reason was kind of, I was, well, I was sampling kind of weird. Reason, reason, we were using Reason 4, Reason 3. It's weird yeah. now, bro. Think about that. Yeah, oh, I feel like, I feel yeah, like they're, so, all, they're all crazy now. Like, you could, 
you can open up anyone because I was in Ableton uh, the other day. You know, it's it's pretty sick. Um, thank God you don't need to use Pro Tools, Mike. Like that is ridiculous. But because uh, now you can record into it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's everything. Like even Fruit even though. I mean, like, for, like not it's FL Studio, you know, or whatever. But it's just like it's yeah. so it's so intuitive now that I feel like just about any music program that you can use to get started. It's just about I I personally use Fruity Loops because or FL Studio, whichever you want to call it, because um, it's so many it's so many YouTube videos about it. Like it seems like it's so much information out there to help you get really good at it really quick. I think that's what it boils down to, man. Just the sound. How, how quickly, I think also, too, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think how quickly you can learn the program. Because I know when we first started, um, and I was I was on Reason, I was like, man, I need to hurry up and learn this because I have I have songs in my head. Right. And I need to learn that when I, when I go to this program, I can get it out exactly how I'm thinking. No limits. No restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just whatever you, you, you're comfortable with. Are these programs free? Depending on where you get there are, there are There are methods. <laughs> I mean, Reason, Reason has a free program. Marking. Which has nothing on it. Then you have Reason Light, which is about a $100 value. And then you have the full Reason, which gives you everything. Dude, if you get the full Reason, they're, they're there is no reason. I was. I didn't want to say it because it was. I mean, it was there though. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm every now and then. Excuse for you. Yeah. Like, but it costs you. It's gonna cost you about four hundred dollars. But there's no excuse. Yeah. Oh, four hundred dollars. Okay. But it's not just. It's not just. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, you know, if you, if you, you know, you can get a FL. You know, a decent version for ninety nine dollars, and uh, it, just to get the thought process out. The what the the thing that costs money isn't isn't the programs as much as it is the tools. Like, like plugins. you you have a dope plugin, and then the finishing tools that really polish your stuff off will cost more than three times what the program costs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think about a waves wave suite. This is just to finish your beat. This is just um, doing like compression tools and and different different oh. effects and all that stuff, it's like a thousand dollars, you know. Uh, yes. Should, should you purchase it, you know? But I'm just saying, like, if you just want to just start out of the box, all you know, out after you get it for ninety nine bucks, man, you you'll get a, a decent amount of stuff that you could just use out of the box. So yeah. yeah. You guys, you gentlemen, you say you have a lot of different influences. They're very eclectic. Uh, I hear all types of, you know, old school soul, uh, movie scores, things like that. Do you find, though, that when you finally step out of the lab, you know, and you, you got your long beard because you just stepped out the lab for a year, <laughs> you, find, you find that your music, is it tends to go in a certain direction? Uh I'm all over. Yeah, it's funny because I um and I about I, I was just about to go with what Marcus just said. You know, it's a I know I have a catalog full of a lot of different sounds which I'm I'm happy for. 
um, I showcase, you know what I mean, showcase people who have heard some of the stuff I have. They heard um, most of the samples that I've done, but, you know, uh, where it leans, for me, it leans to uh, just more diversity. Because I know my whole, you know, the whole catalog of uh, tracks that I have. And, you know, it varies depending on, it depends on how you feel. I might be in a, an eccentric mood, you know, I want to play something with some funk or, you know, it has some, you know, that, that has an eclectic, you know, you know, chill wave kind of sound to it. Or I may be in the R&B sound, when it, you know, hit something with some more pianos and some, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of bongos and stuff like that if I want to get, you know, jazzy with it. Depends on how you're feeling. But that's the one, that's the beautiful thing about music. It's all subjective. You know, yeah, there's formulas to understanding, you know, how to play an octave of a chord, but there's no formula to say how this song will make you feel on a wonderful, or you know, warm August afternoon. Like that, that's something you come to a you know, conclusion about based on whatever that song is and how you feel in that day, you know. Yeah, I feel like my stuff, man. Usually, it's uh, it's usually hip hop or R and B. It's like no matter what I, because I, I feel like I feel like you generally like what you grew up listening to is kind of like the direction you you create to. So it's like I'm and like if I hear something in my head, it's usually like tunes. It's a, it's, a, it's it's melodies. It's it's a art. It's probably gonna be some, you know, some some R and B. You know, I'm. Growing up listening to Michael Jackson and listening to, uh, you know, Prince and all these people, and in the same tone, growing up a little older, then you, you know, you listen to the Kanye's and to the and to the, you know, the different hip hop, and I'm listening to Big Sean, J Cole, and that's so it's just like my mind is going towards probably is is always going to be going towards hip hop, or it's going to be going towards R and B. Like that's 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 the main music I listen to, and so that's the main music that like. I'm kind of playing towards. It's like that's that's what gets me gets me kind of going. Like I can not to say I can't listen to some rock. Like I listen to rock or some alternative music, but to try to create that music, it's never like my mind never ventures that way. Like I can never. I, I could probably try really really hard, but it's not. I feel like it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be natural. It'd be like an outside of the box type thing. But man, coming out, it's always going to usually hip. Either be hip hop. It can be. It can be hip hop or R and B. Uh, for myself, uh, what's the question again? <laughs> Man is immersed in it. So good. Uh, no, you asked when you make when you make a track. Like what? 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 Where do you usually lean? Do you find that your music leans toward a certain genre or a certain direction? Okay. Uh. And uh, a lot of times, I like to see where the melody takes me, man. Like if the if the baseline is taking me in one direction, then I'll go with it. You know, I can go in. My <clears throat> one thing I've always tried not to do. I used to try to do it when I was younger, but I've 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 tried to get out of it. It's difficult, but you, you I try not to go open up the program, sit down, get everything right, and say, you know what. Let me make a Kanye like beat. Let me make a Timberland beat. Let me. Mm-hmm. It, it'll never work for me. So I always try to just. I go through the sounds. 
I play a little chords, you know, I play them and I say, okay, well, okay, I like this. All right, let me see what else I could put on this. Okay, I like this too. Okay, I might have something here. And I just go from there. But I never, like when I sit down, I never set out to, to make, and, and, and let me explain this. When I do that, I, I'm always making something that kind of talks about how I'm feeling at the time. Uh, this is how it ends up. Like I can't, I can't go against. I can't make a party track and I'm sad, or I'm I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't do that. I can't make a, a introspective, real deep track if I'm feeling like I don't want to think about nothing. I just want to have a good time. So it's at the end of the day, you know, whatever I set out to do, it always, it's always, it always ends up being um, how I felt at that time. Okay, so okay, considering that, here's a one of those questions. In dead or alive, is there a particular artist that you would love to produce and make music for? Let's go with uh, let's go with Titus Beats. Um, dead or I would love to make a track for Michael Jackson. Definitely. Um, just to be in the studio with him and, you know, hear him. And like, I heard some of the, I heard some of the outtakes of some of his studio sessions back in the day. Uh, and even with him, with his brothers, with the Jackson 5, and just some of the melodies he would come up with himself, man, and just in his head and be like, put that down. Like just to be in a studio session with him, man, I think that would be um that'd be insane and inspiring. What about uh Willie Beeman? It's it's funny. Um still my I, I already know what he's gonna say. Well <laughs> you both maybe maybe not. Maybe not. this is gonna be a little different. Um Witty Hutton. Man, see, he called me. See, now he knew what I was about to say. You know, because I blame the public school system. Start off. <laughs> okay. It's hard to say just one. I know uh, this is kind of weird, but Angela Wimbush, because she was multi talented. And, and she is multi talented. Like, her and uh, Curtis Mayfield, like people who could do things vocally, but who also could play some instruments. Uh, like, and and then they they don't have voices so so distinct that it's like you know, it's not leaning toward like being a gimmick. You know, you know, um, I wouldn't want to you know, and just rely on that sound. I would like to, to be with somebody I could make something kind of unique with but and, and Marcus already took Mike so I couldn't I can't pick it back off his I mean cause who wouldn't want him I mean who wouldn't I mean if, if this artist or anybody <coughs> go whatever direction you want to go in bro. your mind takes you brother uh, oh you say anybody me and Joe Rogan make a dope <laughs> Joe Rogan <laughs> 
think the guy has a lot to say. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to pick two people. Uh, That's where I was going to go. Timberland and Quincy Jones. Timberland has some sounds that nobody's ever heard. This this yeah, dude yeah. still has some stuff, and it's tweaked. Man, Timberland still has me tripping off some stuff. He played for Jay-Z. He was trying to make the Black Album. So I'm... I need to work with you. Whatever, whatever needs to be done, I whatever, whatever that needs to happen. And Quincy Jones did not respect Quincy Jones the way I should have until I saw uh, Ray, and then I was like, "Why is Quincy Jones and Ray?" Like I, I didn't understand it. I, I wasn't, I didn't understand the history. And then when I, when I, when I looked. Up and I started looking at his accolades. The fact that he worked with Mike to help him find his sound on his very first solo album. Yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike had an idea of what he wanted to do, but Quincy was the one trying to make it happen. Dude, it, I I just I, I developed a, a, a newfound respect for him. I just I just want to pick his brain man, and just see, you know what. What are his limits? What are, what are his what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What is he? What is he you know, how, how does he see music? Because he's he's been around for a long time, so it's just he, he's on my those, those two guys. You put me in a room with them, I'm, I'm good for years. Yeah, I like to change my mind. I like to do what Greg did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you do you want gallon uh, of fruit punch, Timberland? Oh, <laughs> that was Crystal Light, bro. <laughs> That's a, that was Timberland before he had he started counting macros. I want Timberland when Magoo was was trying to come up. That's the Timberland I want to talk. I, Magoo can stay in the lobby if he's gonna be in the studio. Let me talk to the Timberland now. The one just after uh, the Justin Timberlake uh, Future Sex Love Songs album, it's Love Sounds. Let me talk to him because everybody thought he was done, and then he comes out with future sex love sounds, and they're like, "This dude never left." So I, I need I, I talk to you one of them. And never forget Neptune's. Let me get you know for real and Chad. Oh, <laughs> let me get for real and Chad. Man, well, yeah, ain't nobody. I ain't hear. I haven't heard just Blaze, man, tonight, man. Y'all tripping? Oh. oh. You killing me. Remember Why did when you it was Blaze, Yay, and not, oh my God. Now, yeah. did y'all, did y'all, just like a side note, did y'all see the battle with just Blaze and Swiss Beats? Yes. Nah, Greg told me about it. I didn't catch Dude, all of You have it, to see that on YouTube. There's some stuff on there. You can like, oh, just Blaze did this? They, they were playing their catalog back to back to see who will win. Really? Just Blaze did this stuff. For so just many people, dude. That's not a battle, is it? Well, it's 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 their it's their battle. Like use anything from your basically go tip for tap anything from your catalog or yeah, from their previous catalog or new stuff. And they were just going back and forth and it was it was dope. It was dope. Swiss beats is like the Clyde Drexler of talent. And then, if he don't stop using that freaking snare with the with the little tambourine on the bro, back end, I will murder him. 
The problem with him, I feel like he could just do one thing. Like he can only do like club bangers. That's what this is like. But granted, those club bangers will be hits though. Yes. So it's like, yes. Can you, I mean, he always he makes hit after hit after hit, but it just seems like he can only do one thing. But Swiss Beats had the Rough Riders make it, and when they got together, they made you want to murder somebody. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's, think about it, that's a perfect combination, though, because Swiss Beats was making club, like he said, club bangers, but this is a hard group. DMX voice is not necessarily a club voice, but when he makes Party Up, or he makes What's My Name, Game Changer, bro. You like, yo, I gotta hear this in the club. So they was they was killing me. They I had mean, their own no, little mix. Money Cash, the beat the Money Cash was like that was that was different. That was cold. That's a Jay Z album, now. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was cold. I, I get that one. Yeah, he uh, he made a couple of Beyonce tracks too, though. Uh, but then again, her up tempo stuff. It'll be like that swing stuff. Um, right. So I didn't realize. And that's what they were kind that, of doing. That's the switch that I'd be like, see, I don't think you are that big of a problem to me. I mean, yeah, you did Rough Riders, but at the same time, you're trying to get me bodied. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not Because that track wasn't like cold. Like, you know, from from a commercial standpoint. Right. I mean, I'm sure in the club, people went, you know, people went wild. But, dude, commercially, just, just even... Timberland, Just Blaze, man, he reminded me of Just Blaze. Just Blaze, Kanye, back when he was like the man. Yeah, he was taking his iron pills. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. You you couldn't go anywhere without hearing him. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Swiss beats. You, you would hear him at certain times and certain locations. <laughs> that was to me between good and great. And let's respect Ye on this because here's the thing about Ye sampling. And, to, and this is just to be honest. I don't think there was ever a producer who sampled in our generation or as much as Ye did and made the songs themselves, not just remakes, and it became popular because it sounded like the original, but he was making original, original new tracks that was hot with those samples. Dude, you put me on to it. I'm gonna just say this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back. Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> Melvin and the Blue Notes made a song, and I can't think of the title right now. I usually know this. Oh my god! He makes he makes the song. Guess who's back for Scarface album with Jay Z oh. and Beanie. You can smell it when the plastic rips. Okay, oh. <laughs> if you if. Oh. If you listen to the Melvin and the Blue Nose song, he only took the, the first, first five seconds. The first five seconds of the track. He only and took the first five seconds of the track. That everything is, else is, is the, the, bass. the bass on the second loop. On the fourth. On the, on the, oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't even know how to feel right now. Because it's not, y'all, now you got me back in the zone. I'm nowhere near the last. I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> so. So what do you all you talk about some of the producers from when we came up? What are your thoughts on Primo? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Oh. He's good. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't mean to speak first, but I I am kind of boisterous when it comes to this topic, so please forgive me. <laughs> uh Primo the not this this not a knock on Primo, but like we said in the very beginning, 
we grew up in a very specific time. In that time, Kanye was coming up. And he was the man. Kanye, Neptunes, Just Blaze, all them cats. Like they they were what we were hearing. Primo wasn't as prominent on the on the radio or you know, just where we would hear him. But Primo is dope. You go back. Primo reminds me of he's like the original ninth wonder. I, and that's that sounds kind of bad. But he to me, he's the original. Hmm. Because he took he took samples, but he was scratching over the top. And he was playing them, he was playing full songs. Ninth Wonder took the sample and said, Let me chop this. Let me run it on. Hey man, your oven is ready. <laughs> 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 and then you got Kanye who took the sample, took the chops and said, No nah, man. I'm finna take just this little chop and I'm finna play over the top of this boy. And it ain't even gonna be it ain't even gonna be difficult. It ain't gonna be nothing, you know, convoluted and all this it's just gonna be and it's gonna be dope. It's it's been the progression, but but to me, Premier is like one of the originators, man. He's he's the OG in the game. Woo. And he was making because you gotta think he was making he was working with a a, a guru. They were doing gangs, gangstar. Um you know, nowadays he's he's kind of trying to get back with Eminem and Royce the Five Nine, and you know he's trying to get back into it a little bit. But and his stuff was always hard and gritty. He was he was a very specific producer in my mind. But uh, no, he's dope. He's just for me on the on the on the uh, uh, what you call it on the Mount Rushmore. To me, he's he's not on it. You know. This is that's just the person. It's two honorable mentions. I mean, if we do him too, you gotta do Pete Rock. Right. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if we gonna reminisce. <laughs> when they reminisce, oh, Lord. That's I mean, funny. I mean, Pete Pete did I mean I saw him cook up a uh a, a um a Pat Benatar track. He sampled Love as a Battlefield on a drum pad, like like ten years ago, and MS was nasty. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how he cooked that up, but it was. And you know what? I mean, it, 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 I know you brought up Primo, but I, I just want to add this too. Q-Tip doesn't get enough respect as mm. being one of the one of the originators of what we hear now. That's very true. He was doing. And, he, and I didn't. What I didn't know was that he was producing outside of that. You know, once I started finding out, doing a little bit more research, I found out that he was he was doing much more than just you know beats for himself. He's a monster. Just to put him in a you know honorable mention kind of group. The same has to be said for Missy too, because Missy actually has production credits. Really? Like Missy? That I didn't know. Yeah, Missy. Was... I didn't know that. Missy was doing some, cause you. I used to think it was all Tim, but Missy was cooking a lot of that stuff up too. Hmm. What, uh, what about Puff Daddy? Puff, yeah. But is he making the beat stuff? Yeah. Uh, you know. What? <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's just it's a team. It's other people. Like, yeah, I, 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 I see. I respect Puff's legacy as much as I respect Robert Ori. It's like, yeah, you were in the right place. <laughs> Not Robert Ori. <laughs> <laughs> nice shot, buddy. <laughs> it's like, you wasn't building a team around Ori. I never felt like on the track, but he just he just put the cherry on the cake. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. I never felt like, oh, okay, this is it. Like, this, this is already cold. But when Puff get on there, I've never said that in my life. No, I ain't never, <laughs> because I heard it to a track. Like, I ain't never listened to a track to listen for Puff to go like, yeah, that's right. Like, I, I'm not looking for, I don't need your exclamations on this. <laughs> <laughs> the Alip King, boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You also, what do you, what do you feel about uh, the jizz? Mm. Mm. What did you say? Jizza. Oh, Jizza. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like, I like them. Like, you know. Yes, yes, I agree. And he's a very, he's another very specific producer. He's not a, he's not one that you look at like, okay, I need a track from Jizza. Like, let me see what he's cooking up over there in the studio. I'll be like, oh, okay, he sent something in. All right, cool. You know, you go ahead and throw it on. Yeah. I'm not going looking. Right. No. <laughs> I'm not, you're not checking for Jizzle. <laughs> so, uh, and everything, but you know, if you got something hot, okay, you know, let me hear Other than that, I feel like, like there was, was more lyrical content than their beats. Like, yeah. They had some, they had some heat as far as they beats, but I think in, in harmony with what, what Wiz is saying is, is their beats were more catered to their style. Yes. So I throw this one last name out uh, just to round this out, uh, and then I got one last question for you, gentlemen. Um, do you put Teddy Riley on your Mount Rushmore? Mm. Mm. He, he, he he up there. He gotta be. Much more, but dude, if you go back and look at his credits, he shaped the nineties, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. so, how many? My restaurant gets what? Five producers or what? You get four. So are we asking? Is Teddy Riley nineties. Teddy Riley is the nineties. Well, Teddy Riley's yes. gonna be putting somebody pocket just because of. It's not a lot of space on that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like Teddy, you gotta sit on Tim lap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, that whole new Jack swing, like that was that's all Teddy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Black Street. His work with Black Street alone, man. Yeah. Like you get like you got greatest hits with two different groups. Hmm. Like that's that's impressive. There wasn't a '90s artist I don't think that Teddy Riley didn't touch. Yes. Wow. Yes. Teddy Riley was. I think the same could be said for R. Kelly. This is what we do, right? I'm sorry. Oh man. So when it when it comes to music and, and doing music and creating, uh, where does the motivation come? Where does the love come that that keeps you doing it? Uh, for me. I it just it's more so just the feeling like um you creating something um uh, that 
you know, people can listen to and appreciate. And you can be proud. Like, it's something that you, you, you always get pride in doing something that, you know what I'm saying, you like to do and that uh, other people can admire. Um, and so when you're doing, like, music, it's like, man, I, I created something that, you know, people kind of like and they feeling it and they move into it, you know. So I think what keeps me what keeps me going is, um, is you know, just putting out a good product. And this is the fact that I like to listen to music, man. I like to, you know, create tracks, man, and put them together and just, man, on my leisure time, just sit there and listen. Like, man, I did that. Like, man, it, it, it's a sense of accomplishment um, in it and, you know, in a sense of pride. Just again, like what Titus said, you know, just to have the satisfaction of knowing you built something from scratch and making people feel a certain way. And music is life, you know, that's the thing. And a life in itself can be almost described as, you know, being aware and and feeling and, you know, having the the, the ability to feel. And music does that. It contributes to the feelings. And, and to know that you can, you can actually shape a person's feelings. I'm gonna quote Wiz one time. We was talking about uh, Wiz. DJ, and, and one thing he, you know, Greg made a really good point. You know, talking about having the control of the room because of you know this, you know what you, you because you're controlling the mood, and that's a power. Um, and and to have that ability and to to use it for good, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. G Wiz. What motivates you? What keeps you going? What's what is the love spring from that keeps you making music? Uh I love how it makes me feel. And I love I love seeing people's reaction. I think I think me DJing, taking a taking a break from actually making music and DJing, um helped me to fall back in love with it because when you play the right track the right selection of tracks back to back to back. All of those tracks were, were made to convey a certain feel. Don't matter what the words are saying, but people, are, when they feeling them, they moving, and you you speaking to them. And so when I make when I make beats, I want to be a part of that. I want to be able to, to say how I feel. And because it's therapeutic. Mm. And at the same time, if if I could, if somebody else is feeling it, man, that's just we now we just made a connection, and we weren't even we weren't even trying to, we just connecting, and it's just that's that's what pushes me. Like I want to see what can I what can I make that will connect with somebody, or can I connect with this whole room? You know what I'm saying? Can I connect with this this whole group, or is it just one person? If you could connect with one person, or or you know a couple people that hear it and be like, yo. That's nice. Like that means everything to me. So that, you know, that that just kind of that pushes me. And then the, the 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 possibility to make something that nobody's ever really heard before done in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like I that I'm steadily trying to achieve that. I'm steadily trying to see what can I make this time, every time. So you know what? I, I, I can appreciate that uh, just to chime in a little bit. And obviously this is just coming from a, a outside looking in type standpoint because I'm not a creator of music like you all are, but I can liken it to a well-prepared meal. Like, you know, you putting a lot of effort into, you know, making a meal. Perhaps you got friends and family over and you're cooking for them. You want to make sure you, you got the right type of flavor, the right type of seasoning. 
you want to make sure that, you know, whatever meat you're using, you put in the right type of side dishes with it that'll, you know, go with it, that'll connect with it, uh, the right type of drink, whatever the case may be. And then when you see them actually appreciating what you made, you know, not a hook. Oh, man, I look forward to this the next time. Man, we're going to make this again, you know, so I, I, you know, the the feeling of accomplishment and uh, satisfaction behind making uh, making something from nothing. Exactly. Oh, man. That dude, that's that exact phrase is what me and Jay used to say to each other all the time. We we just we just make it something out of nothing, man. Like literally, bro. Like we didn't own reason. We didn't pay for reason. Like we we were we were putting something together that we had no money in just because we didn't have any money. So when I hear Jay make us a, a track like fighting or hey mambo. And I and I listen to that, and I step back. I'm just extremely proud of of that, and and what it turned out to be, and the fact that you can create art from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like that. To me, I just I love it. There you go. We'd like to thank you, gentlemen. Titus Beats, Willie Beeman, Greg G. Will Smith. Uh, leading this inspiring discussion about the love and the art of music and the making of a beat. Let it never be said that music does not make a difference in our emotions. Mm -hmm. It's an age-old discussion of whether music truly affects the way people feel. Let it never again be said that music cannot affect the way we feel. Music is a connection Music is life. Music is breath. The way we feel, the way we act, the way we dream, even the way we drive and the way we eat is all moved by music. We have three gentlemen here tonight who discuss with you what moves them, what helps them to develop their love, and what helps them to convey that same love to others. This has been the Stay House Podcast. Y'all take it easy.